A man has no name, so a man does not know what to call his own website. This makes SEO a difficult task. Welcome to the podcast with no name, where a man and another man talk and waste time with other men. A man is not ready to. This podcast is brought to you by Sekonic and the new L858 Speedmaster Light Meter, the first multifunction light meter to measure flash duration and HSS. Its expanded ISO range and higher sensitivity in low light make it the perfect companion for any photographer or filmmaker looking to get accurate and consistent results in their work. Go to Sekonic.com to learn more about this incredible tool and see how it can help you unlock your true photographic potential. In this episode, we're joined with Michael Horton and Dan Barubi. Guys, thank you so much. You guys are both the co-producers of the su- the legendary Super Meat. That we are. Yes, we are. Yes. And we hope it'll be continuing to be legendary. <laughs> yes. We've got two more days and we're working tirelessly to make sure it's a full house. And so far, we're, it's going pretty good. And we're a little sad, little brief moment of silence for Don Rickles. We we're hoping, bucket yeah. list, to get him to actually do the raffle with us someday. But That would have been awesome. That would have been cool. Because <laughs> the raffle can get to get rude, you know, a little bit. <laughs> so, <laughs> He'd be perfect for it. <laughs> and he would have been just dynamite. Although it would have gone on till the next morning. So right. it would have yeah. been. <laughs> And what a story you could have told. Yes, oh, I know. Yeah. That's, uh, we have a lot of stories about super meats, but having Don Rickles, that would have been just, ah, oh, it's so good. So the super meat has been around for a long time and normally it, it, or always it is coinciding with NAB, correct? Right. Well, yes. I mean, we do them all over the world, but the one that we do in, uh, in Vegas is what we would call our flagship one because yeah. it, it, it's the biggest audience. Our first super <clears throat> meat was back when the Hilton was still around and we had five groups, uh, Lassie Pug, Ch- Chicago, Boston, San Francisco, and, uh, one more, I forget. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was in a tiny room at the, uh, what was then the Hilton and, uh, uh, and it just evolved from there. So it's, it's been some one iteration after another, and very. We've probably done a super meet in most every hotel in Vegas. Yes. Can you tell our audience who do, who might not know what super meet is? Can you just kind yeah. of give them a, a rundown of what happens and how you guys got into it and where it's gone? Yeah, originally it was a uh, a Final Cut Pro uh, user group event, mm-hmm. and every user group from around the world would come together at NAB. And uh, eventually it was it, it wasn't coined super meat until later. Uh, a friend of ours, uh, Lauren Miller, was the guy who actually coined the term. And we thought it was great. And that's what it's been for, you know, over 10 years now. Thanks, Lauren. And so, yeah. And uh, so uh, uh, we we brought these groups together. And then uh, anybody who was interested in Final Cut Pro. Uh, pretty much came to these events and uh, and it evolved from there. There was not yeah there was yeah we changed not just people who are interested in Final Cut. There was everyone coming who are creative and digital media creators yeah. and whatnot. So we just felt it was appropriate to open the doors up more and uh, you know and today it, it's not about the tool. It's how you create with the tool, and that's why we like to have yeah. really uh, awesome stage shows with user driven yeah, workflows it, and presentations and talks and. It is, uh, uh, most importantly, a networking event. Mm-hmm. And that's what it's really all about. It's not necessarily what's up on stage. You're going to learn stuff at a super meet, but you're going to really learn if you just get out there and shake some stranger's hand and say, hi, my name is, which is really hard for uh, creative people to do. And uh, so if you, uh, the super meet gives you that opportunity, and, uh, uh, and that's, that's, 
that's the main reason. That's the one we hammer home every single year is, is a networking event. And uh, uh, we want you to network because you never know who you're going to meet. It's probably the most important lesson, too, because the business, yeah, you can learn a tool and you can be incredibly proficient at yeah. it. But if you haven't built any relationships and nobody knows who you are, you're not going anywhere in this business. I mean, honestly, so, yeah. It, it, part it, of the story is meeting other people and being part of their process, too, and just learning together and being collaborative and then, you know, doing your best to be, uh, you know, best at what you do when you work at it. And and uh, that's what uh, coming to this biggest show on earth, NAB show, and then having a complimentary show like we can let off steam, like the super meet, you know, it's just invaluable. And everyone looks towards it and we become known as, you know, the place to be on Tuesday nights at Super at, at the NAB show, and so yeah, I mean it's really yeah, as far as I know, it's it's the biggest networking event uh, uh, outside of the trade show floor. Yep. So, so it, it's think. really important for people to to talk to each other about how they work and how they cut and how they shoot and how they tell their stories. And when you do it in an open environment like at the Super Meet, there's it, you know you, you're going to pick something that you're going to take home with you, you know, definitely that you can immediately apply to whatever you do when you're back. And then usually people say, I had such a great time at the super meet the next year, they bring someone with them who was interested in it and being at nap show. And, uh, so we enjoy it. We work tirelessly to do these shows. This is all volunteer. And Mike and I have been at it, uh, with our friends for a long time. We're in our 16th year. And, uh, thank you to everyone who's been with us along the way. Um, yeah, it, is a, a lot of it is a real sponsor-oriented yeah, show because it wasn't for them. It ain't going to happen. You guys have developed a pretty cool culture of raffling and giving away yeah. stuff. How did that evolve? Because <laughs> that, that, uh, if you haven't seen it in person, it's pretty, it's yeah, pretty it's, awesome. It's yeah. insane, and that's it's kind of differentiates because uh, we we got so many raffle prizes, and you if you don't make it entertaining, it's just going to be so boring and it'll go on forever and ever. Yeah. And that's pretty much how it evolved. So we uh, we do a little thing called if you show a little appreciation and joy and, and happiness and craziness, we will give you more than what you had just won. And people do crazy <laughs> things. And there's, there's so many people out of Super Meat. At a Super Meat, it's a great experience. And we're, we're trying to factor in drones into it to deliver the prizes. Yeah, wouldn't that be awesome? <laughs> or the zip line at the Rio. It would actually yeah. make the Super Meat, I mean, the raffle go a lot faster because we got yeah. so many prizes. And speaking of so many prizes, we got over $100,000 worth of prizes wow. this year. And uh, $100,000. That's a go lot of A couple more grand beyond that. Yeah, probably. I mean, it's like 103000 bucks right now or something yeah. like that. We might get some more stuff. But, We're giving uh, away door prizes, computers, panels, uh, software, hardware, storage, cameras. Yeah, this year in terms of hardware, beings. God, we're giving away awesome stuff. We get a little mini camera, uh, the panels, uh, the new micro panels and mini panels from uh, from Blackmagic, the, the, the advanced one, the whole big sucker, which is 30000 bucks. Uh, MSRP this on year has uh, decided to give not one door prize, but two door prizes this year, which is amazing. Thank you, HP. And uh, people like, you know, AJA, uh, Adobe, Avid, uh, Blackmagic, everyone's here with us uh, this year to give away prizes because they feel it's important. It's oh, a great part of the yeah. show. So what what are some of the weirdest, craziest things that people have done to show a little appreciation? Oh, I want to oh, hear some of these stories. Uh, one of my user group members from uh, Boston uh actually picked up both Michael and I. I don't know if it was in the same 
I don't know if we were in each of her hands. Oh, was she's that, like that, a bodybuilder. That, yeah, she's yeah. really strong. Yeah. <laughs> it was so cool. And she picked up, picked me up, she picked yeah. Dan up, and that guy from OWC. Yeah. Uh, 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 the president. Larry. Larry, yeah. 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 Picked him up. And uh, we've had people do cartwheels and sorts, you know, all sorts yeah. of crazy stuff like that. Someone's it, broken their foot. Well, <laughs> super movie we do in Amsterdam, those people get crazy. Yeah. I mean, they really get crazy. They're wonderful. <laughs> they do wonderful I can't stuff. Wait. I mean, they, again. it's like, let's make a deal. They dress up. Like, yeah. Oh, we should start doing cosplay. Yeah. We should do something like that. It sounds like both of you are really interested in kind of progressing the business. I mean, with super meat and kind of networking, it's also similar to what you guys do with uh, the LA producers group, right? Which is really that to kind of help um, further people. It ex- is. Execute yeah. their vision. I mean, it right? is the, uh, uh, and the, it's the LA creative pro user group it used to be the LA final cut pro. Uh, pro user group and his was the Boston Final Cut Pro user group. Yeah. Now we just call it creative uh, because it always was that. It wasn't just because Final Cut went to 10 or anything like that. So we were always having Avid and, and, uh, mm-hmm. and Adobe yeah. and all those other things. Uh, so we decided to change the name to reflect what we do. And that is to help people achieve what they want to do, to uh, help them meet people that they need to collaborate with, to show some of the stuff that they have created because they have no place else to show it, and uh, and then give them some tips and tricks and techniques on all the tools that are out there to help them uh, show and uh, do their... What are the biggest challenges that people are facing? Because it's really hard. I know it's so hard to garner attention in this business, but what are the challenges that they're facing in executing? executing their their final vision that they need assistance for? That's a good question. I, but, uh, I think part of it is understanding how to put all the pieces together uh, when they do their shoots. Uh, you know, now there's so many deliverable option, options. There's a lot of, always a lot of conversation, at least at my group. And my group's got a lot of students because we're at Emerson College. Oh, and right. uh, we're, they're always talking about, you know, you know how how do they get to the film festival circuit? How do they uh, how do they prepare their films for delivery and for film festivals? Um, you know, and the and the big thing is how do we, how do I make money? How do yeah, I make exactly. a living? How do I keep doing this without taking a uh, a day job? And there's so many empowering, so much empowerment with all the tools that are out there now that you know everyone can do it. But you still got to know how to ask the right questions. You still got to know how to tell a story. Mm-hmm. And um, so it's a very much a conversation about that. And, um, you know, through the years, we've really focused on a lot of lot of tools. And uh, it's just we're still finally making sense of what might happen here at uh, this snap show. You know, what, what's the big buzz? Yeah. What is the big buzz? I mean, do you guys know what the big buzz is? Is there a big buzz? I mean, usually is every year. More megapixels. VR last year. Huh? More megapixels. Yeah, yeah it's definitely yeah. VR. I mean, VR was big last year, but I haven't heard the you know as much buzz this year. I've heard more AR than uh, than VR this year. But then I, I might be wrong, not be listening. But uh, I think uh, it's really cool. Super Meat was all yeah. about VR last year. Oh yeah, no VR this year. So. Hmm. I think what's really cool is that we get to have someone like Dodie Dorn on stage as our keynote. yeah. She's our keynote. Uh, if you don't know who she is, she's uh, Oscar nominated uh, film editor of, uh, going back to Memento. Uh, oh, yeah. Chris Chris Nolan's movie, oh, yeah. great movie. Uh, yeah, she did Insomnia too, and she's done a bunch of Ridley Scott stuff. And uh, anyway, she's uh, going to be our keynote speaker, and uh, and Steve Hallfish is going to be the moderator of that. And everyone at who's on stage, our platinum so- sponsors, they each have something new to share with us. Yeah, like Adobe Premiere Black- stuff. Usually. Yeah, no, all new set of tools for Adobe uh, Creative Cloud, uh, updated tools. Uh, Black Magic's going to talk about Resolve fourteen. And God knows what, what did I, Adobe just come out with? 
Uh, they updated everything. Everything, yeah. Everything. Yeah, so uh, everything. So we're, we're going to show off uh, Premiere and uh, AE uh, After Effects. So, I can't wait uh, to see what Adobe talks about in terms of making green screen easier because there's been a lot of technological improvements that so, Adobe's been yeah. focusing on. So you guys started as a, a Final Cut user group. Yeah. And that's kind of been going down. Are a lot of people abandoning ship, or do you still have a, a well, really view of that? It's not going down. down. It's, it's just actually getting bigger. growing. But yeah, it's, it's growing. Really? Yeah, oh, I mean, yeah. It, there's there's just other people besides Final Cut Pro editors that come to the super yeah. meets. Yeah, yeah. And, Especially uh, when you're in Hollywood, you better know them all, or otherwise absolutely. you can't compete. I feel like Final Cut has gotten such a bad rap. Every editor I talk to, almost it's like a common denominator, like just like no Final yeah. Cut, they ruined it. <laughs> You know what I mean? Yeah, I think that's a personal experience, and it depends on what. That's the problem is that everybody says that, and they haven't taken a look at it. So you're not going to be able to change their minds. And um, however, all these new kids are coming up in the world. They they're loving it, especially Uh, because they didn't come from the Avid world or the Adobe world, and uh, especially schools that uh, adopt with uh, their classrooms with uh, Apple computers and Macs. You know, there's all sets of tools that are free on it. Final Cut's very affordable. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm uh, I'm uh, an advisory board member on the Hampshire uh, Film Office, and uh, every year we do this New Hampshire High School Short Film Festival. Mostly, everyone's creating with a Mac, and they're using Final Cut. Uh, and so, at least in the state of New Hampshire, yeah. <laughs> that comes yeah. for There's something. So, so much mythology about uh, about Final Cut, but uh, once once people get their head around it, which it, and most people don't like to because they don't want to learn something new because. I'm tired and I don't want to learn something new. I yeah. just want to stick with what I know. And uh, that's one of the, the big hurdles that Final Cut has because it is different. It is, it's, it's a trackless uh, NLE, so it's, uh, and it drives people crazy. But once you get into it, it's pretty dang fast. And so, yeah, one of our editors still loves it. Yeah. Well, all of our editors <laughs> are on Premiere, but we have one on Final Cut. Yeah. Our lead editor. They, do, they, both, they both do something completely different. Yeah. But, most people who are on yeah. Final Cut are evangelists for it. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, and that's uh, cool. But again, that we don't we don't care yeah. uh, which, you which one you use. Don't yeah. be discriminating. You know? I mean, Avid <laughs> just, just came out with their We're going to have Final Cut. Uh, yeah. Final Cut Works uh, is doing a demo. One, one of the great editors on the planet uh, coming over from London is going to show uh, how we use Final Cut to do an Ed Sheeran uh, music yeah. video. So On behalf of the SCP cool. works yeah. with Noah Kadner, but you know, even Avid just came out with their free. Yeah, that's an Avid uh, free thing. I haven't read. I think it's, it's pretty. What? It's a pretty full version or something of uh, Media Composer. This is know. what NAB is all about. You get to find out. And yeah, because we have all these. The, we person. have this vendor area where all the uh, tables are the sponsor tables, and you can actually go up to them and say, you know, what is this, and uh, and actually talk to them. Yeah, and uh, uh, Avid, which is kind of hard on the show floor because especially the the more uh, uh, bigger uh, booze, it's hard to get intimate with the person behind the desk. At our show, it's only an eight foot table, <laughs> so you get kind of one on one with these people. And that's what that's what's really cool, and it gives a chance for people to instead of going to the corner and standing there hoping somebody will come and talk to you, you can actually talk sure. to the, uh, the sponsors. But it also gives people a chance when they go to the super meet to have that experience and then go back to the NAB show floor yeah. and ask better questions to the to the to the vendors. And I'm sure the vendors appreciate that because you know they're they're putting their hard time and effort to make NAB successful to them, and then we're doing our part to make. The super meet a great experience for all coming to NEB. So it's just, it's there's a lot of cross pollination here, and uh, and the biggest thing that I think, as Mike said, is networking and community. I'm also really interested in your working careers. 
um, besides outside of NAB, I, I assume that that you do quite a bit more than editing. I know you in particular do a lot of directing as well. You've well, done some I, GP work. Right? I I did a long time ago, um, but the, the super meets take up so much time, and my local user group takes up so much time. I don't got time to do anything else, really. And so I make a living doing this. And you'll uh, also is it see a good living? No. <laughs> <But it's, laughs> what Michael's but, not talking about is his acting career. And he's that was wonderful. way back then. You know, Were you an was, actor as well? Yeah, I was, I was an actor for 25 years, and I, I gave it up to direct. And I did that for a, maybe a few years, but I wasn't making a living at it. Yeah. And uh, the wife said, you got to do something else. Right. And so I did. And I uh, started this user group thing, and I just exploded. What just kind, kind of, of stuff did you do as an actor? Uh, I did a lot of television film and, yeah. and a lot of theater. And, uh, Lieutenant yeah, Daniels be, on Star Trek. Well, you can oh, go. Yeah. You, you can, first yeah. contract. I know everybody, first contact is the. Uh, everybody loves my that. Favorite part. Yeah. That, that, that was cool. it. Was a very small role for some reason because I, I, Jonathan, uh, what's his name, Frakes was a buddy, and yeah. so I did it for him. <laughs> my my favorite part was coming back from the Amsterdam Super Meet after spending like maybe up to two weeks with you and your and Debbie. Uh, Michael's wife, and then uh, we came back. We finally get home. We go into bed, and we turn on the TV. And what do we see? Michael and Debbie getting married on Murder She Wrote. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look! Look, yeah. I found a picture of him. Huh? Look at young, young Michael playing that. Lieutenant uh, Daniels. What is this IMDb? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what came up. Fandom powered by Fandom. Wikia. <laughs> so I don't know. Oh, you were a handsome lieutenant. Yeah, that was back when I was cute. <laughs> <laughs> so, what was it like working on a, a Star Trek show? Uh, that was, you know, cause it wasn't, it was like two, three days and, uh, were you a big see, Star Trek I, no, fan? I was never no. a Star Trek fan. So Michael's uh, going to kill me. They, that, no, I, <laughs> they probably sense that. And they're like, this guy is no, all my friends who are Star Trek fans, you know, that communicator thingy. Yeah. yeah. Well, they, they give that to you after you, you know, get, I, I've lost it. Oh. <laughs> and it's like, everybody's so angry that I lost <laughs> the communicator. I said, I don't even know what it was. I thought it was like a triangle thing that I wore on my board. <laughs> he says, this communicator. <laughs> uh, Why did you decide to make the switch from, from I got, acting to directing? I think if you talk to a lot of, especially film actors, uh, I mean, uh, uh, film acting is boring. It's really boring. Really? Yeah. So I, w- I would expect that the grind would be hard. and, and the, Well, the, and grind, the grind like is always hard, work, but, but that's, you know, as a freelancer, it doesn't matter. Yeah, that's that, normal. You know, it's, that's normal. You're grinding but all you the time. you boring. Oh yeah, I mean, it, ask any actor who does film and television. It's it's boring, really, uh, because you you go you do one setup, go back to your trailer, go do the other setup at the other angle, go back to your trailer. It's, nothing's nothing's A B A to Z. It's always A to M, back to B. To, so you don't have any sort of uh, uh, through line. But in the theater, that's that's where the uh, that's where every actor loves. Unfortunately, you can't make a living uh, unless you're doing Broadway. Did you and I theater? lived in lot. Oh yeah, yeah, years of it. But you do it in between your your, your film, film gigs, gigs. Yeah. because it that's the only thing that just fed your soul. Right. Um, film and television just doesn't do it. At least it did, didn't for me. Some people just love it. I just I just never liked it, and I did it for twenty five years. So it was time to do something else. So what'd you jump into? What was the first thing you directed? A documentary, a yeah. Civil War documentary, and then I did some PSAs, and I did some other stuff. Uh, and it was because of Final Cut Pro, because that's when everybody started getting into it, because it was now an affordable way to you know connect your camera to your computer and mm-hmm. make your movie by yourself. I'll always and, remember when I switched over to Final Cut. Yeah, it was the mini, mini DV. Yeah, mini DV. Oh, yeah. yeah. For me, I was uh, working uh, with a television company uh, profiling stories of philanthropy around the world. PBS series called The Visionaries with uh, 
actor Sam Waterston as the host. Oh, and we went all over. Yeah. Went to Cambodia, Thailand, Vietnam, Canada. They almost locked us up in Canada because we didn't have our carnet. But. I'd like to go yeah. back. So I'd like to go back There's to it. There's such sticklers you know, up I, there. I had a huge problem going into Canada yeah. to shoot stills on a, some Jack Daniels commercials. Same really? thing. But yeah, a carnet wasn't in order. And they were, it was production company in L.A. had to jump through some hoops to keep me from being sent back to the States. <laughs> so I was a location. Is that sound. just recently? Uh, it oh, was, really? No, it was a while ago. It was. Okay, well, try it now. They, 15 they literally, years ago, usually. They had us at the, at the station, and we were pretty much sitting in a cell waiting to be released. Seriously? Yeah, because they so had to make crazy. some calls. Honestly, I would expect you to tell me that Vietnam was hard. Oh, whoa. I just lost. We just lost everything. It's really windy out there. I know where to pick up. Well, you got still you got still got lights over there. Battery? Is that back? No. Is that, uh, this isn't going over live, is it? No. Oh, it's, it's right down there under your foot. Oh, oh, Dan. Oh, Jesus. Dan of course did it's it. me. <laughs> Sorry about that. No right, problem. Let's start. Let's start over. <laughs> so we're talking about. Uh, let's start over. <laughs> I'm going to take your headphones off. My pop. <laughs> Right. We're Definitely. talking about the visionaries, I think. And, uh, we're gonna. I'm gonna pick it back up. Okay. I know right where we were. So, welcome to the show. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! We gotta redo the whole thing. Over. Just kidding. This is yeah. not a premonition of the super meat. Yeah. I, <laughs> I was gonna say I would have thought that it would have been a lot harder to get into out of Vietnam than Canada. You know. Yes. Uh, well, went, Vietnam was a wonderful experience. And when we go to the foreign countries like that, the first thing we do is we don't even take any camera gear out. We sit and meet with the city's forefathers, town fathers and all that. And we have conversations and we get them comfortable with us and us with them. And then we start thinking about filming. Um, with Canada, it was just uh, we just didn't have the right type of carnet for them for some reason. And they... Just put us, locked us down until we got the, all those questions. We had to put the yes, producer on that, and then finally, you know, was, we lost about a half a day. But yeah, yeah. So, what was the story in, in Vietnam? What were you shooting? Vietnam, we were shooting for American Friends Services Committee, and it was that? about uh, it's a it's a nonprofit organization that works with uh, you know micro lending and and helping small communities grow. And we actually went to a Vietnam village. Uh, and worked with um, the people in there and profiled how uh, American Friends Services Committee was helping them and other people like them. That story was an example of their mission statement. Mm -hmm. And um, uh, that was an incredible experience, you know, just being somewhere that was totally foreign to you. And it was a beautiful land and the, and the people are totally friendly. They had not one issue that we have, you know, first world problems and their biggest the people in that village, their biggest pride was owning a pig wow. because that was how they sustained themselves. And uh, we left. We Typically, when we go to these, uh, have these experiences, we leave as friends. And that was the biggest part of, and it's really part of what we do here at NEB. But uh, building that community of uh, friends around the world who you've never met before, but you leave as friends and, you know, maybe someday we'll go back or something. But, you know, 
I ever go to Vietnam, I know who to go to to say <laughs> hi. I think that's one. And of I the, rode a water buffalo, water buffalo too. Oh, really? Which is really? Fun. Yeah. Saddle, <laughs> saddle or no saddle? No saddle. No bareback. Bareback. That's two of the most important things I think that are, are true about both filmmaking and stills and emotion. Um, the things that you get to learn that you cannot believe you would ever have access to if you didn't have a camera in your hand. Yeah. And the community that you build, the camaraderie with the people that you're either filming or that are with you filming. Those are the two best parts of this business, I think. Yeah. And especially and with digital like, media now. Yeah. I mean, it's the cost per click and then, you know, the, the experiences are more immediate so you can continue and get everything you need if you, if you're working the right way and you have the right workflow. Yeah, you've, you've, you've met a lot of people over the years online and you've you've formed those friendships online. And then finally you come to an event like this where it is a bunch of like-minded people and you meet those people for the first time face to face. And, uh, it's, it's, it's a whole different thing meeting face to face versus online relationships. Yeah. How, how much of the work, the collaborative work do you do is actually online with, you know, people from a different spot like are you sending transferring data back and forth or working collaboratively that well way? for the super meets absolutely every time we're working three different time zones usually and uh yeah you know working with different sponsors you know and uh if you're talking about the super meets yeah we're doing that all the time we use skype as our tool for communication and uh and it's just a constant you know i think michael during michael and i when we do these events during the time that we produce them we we never really sleep we just nap yeah. yeah. I mean, it does. It takes an enormous amount of work, but it, 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 as, as a filmmaker, though, as a, as a, as a creative, though, it, I think if you ask that question to somebody in Los Angeles or New York, you're going to get a different answer than if you ask somebody in, say, Minneapolis, mm -hmm. uh, who does much more collaborative uh, work all around the world than right. somebody in Los Angeles. Everybody's there. Right. And, uh, even though you are, you know, you would have some, uh, 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 people, but in terms of super meat, that's that's over every time zone. Yeah, it's that's just crazy, uh, especially when we're doing the Amsterdam super meat because we're dealing with them. So you're you're never going to bed early because you're up past midnight because it's a nine hour difference. Yeah, so right. You're, you're getting have. them because you're stuck up. on mushrooms yeah, exactly. till like four in the morning. <laughs> you can't sleep, and you get some <laughs> you know, great responses. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, for us, you know, right after this super meat, we're immediately working on the Amsterdam super meat, which happens in September during IBC. Yeah. So it's, because it's, it's, everyone in Europe goes to vacation in July and August, so we have to get everything set. Because just that yeah, really, they don't answer your, time period no, where sir, August, you know, everybody in Europe's gone. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I don't know. Nobody's there to turn on the lights. I mean, yeah, it's, it's, it's nobody's how we home. Be living. <laughs> Honest to God, yeah. why aren't we doing that? Well, I, We're working I, all I, the time. I don't see how anything works because <laughs> nobody works. That's, that's exactly <laughs> how a lot of things don't. Europe. Yeah. Everybody's on the beach at that time. They're yeah. not. Uh, I know. Working. You, we should do that. We should do a super meet in Spain because that's where everybody's going. So. Spain's we almost awesome. did one in Miami Beach, right? <laughs> no, we tried. <laughs> we tried. Actually, we're talking to somebody, what, tomorrow? About the, uh, is it tomorrow? About the super meet in China or Japan or something oh, like right. that? Oh, I forgot about that. Yes. Yeah. China. We, we have aspirations. Well, you know, well, I mean, we could. That's a hard market to bust into. Well, that's when you, that's when we rely on. Help. Our sponsors <laughs> and help. And uh, people who, you know, there are actually user groups in China and there are in Japan and. You know, our bucket list is to make it to both Japan and China. Yeah, and, I mean, you know, the community is, for the, the community uh, is and, worldwide. I mean, yeah. especially filmmakers. They're just worldwide. They all have the same aspirations, yeah. the same needs, the same wants. 
and uh, nobody's really different. The only difference is is, is communicating in a, in a common language. And if there is a common language, it is English. But when you get over to the Asian countries like Japan and China, you really do need interpreters. And there's, so if you go cultural, to Europe, everybody yeah, speaks English. Cultural logistics that we have to deal with. But then we have a lot of the same companies that are at the super meets when they're in Asia, they have one one company that represents them all. And so we work with them or, you know, we work with other people's like future media concepts. They go to Dubai, they go all over. Yeah. So they're great friends of ours that we work with. And hey, maybe we'll go to Dubai someday. Yeah. So we know, we know people everywhere and we can probably get things done. Uh, it's just the time to do it. And it really is the super meet is Dan and I, and that's and it. An example is Amsterdam. Um, we, for nine years, were at Pretty much nine years, we're at the whole no, hotel Krasnopolsky in yeah. Grandam Square. But then, uh, new management lost, came new in, management, those... new renovations, and then suddenly we uh, are looking for a new facility. And we have our wonderful friend Pauline Fernandez from SAE. Um, what does SAE stand for? Hmm? It's an educational institution. Yeah, it's a yeah. school. It's a school. Yeah, <laughs> College of Multimedia, and uh, she's helping us with uh, finding venues there. And there's one that, in particular, that looks very promising. So yeah, so hopefully we'll. We'll cement that soon because uh, nine years at a great location and the new management comes in and screws us. So, yeah, that happens. Yeah, that happens. It's always the new kids that mess it up. Yep, everybody. it is. <laughs> so, Dan, you also work for a small camera company, yeah? I, yeah. Uh, uh, Canon has been very uh, good to me over the years. Very, very uh, good to you. I was, one, uh, I was one of the first eight uh, freelancers that Canon hired to do shows, uh, events, uh, production, whatnot. So, um I've gotten to the point where it's really difficult for me to actually work for Canon and do the super meet at the same time during NEB. So uh, my first priority is obviously to keep the super meet thriving. So, uh, But I always make it a point to spend time with them in the Canon booth. And actually, my twin brother, Don, works for Canon. He'll be there. So, um, have, and they, we, have they announced anything, Canon? Uh, or, or have you paid uh, attention? Well, because I, I haven't uh, actually, uh, unfortunately, have not been paying attention because I've been so busy with the yeah. super meet. But um, we'll find out. Today's today's tomorrow. Sunday. Yes. Oh, HP would have made their announcement yeah, yesterday. Yeah, we got to right? look for that. Yeah, I got to look for that. So I, yeah, I, I work for Canon. Um, you know, I moved uh, from Boston recently to New Hampshire, and I, um, I still do all my Boston Creative Pro Use Group, my um, wonderful uh, facility at the Emerson College. We're in this 4K auditorium. Um, at the college. And then um, I am now doing a lot with um, artists. I'm uh, the chair of the Manchester Arts Commission in New Hampshire. And we're doing a lot there with uh, building arts and culture and working with uh, immigrants and refugees and diversity uh, to be able to welcome these citizens to our country and to our state and to look at their, uh, to celebrate their um, culture, which is, I think, is very important. I think that arts and culture is a key answer to all a lot of the issues that a lot of the cities like Manchester face with people looking for ways to express themselves instead of doing it with drugs, you know, finding a finding friendly conversations with businesses and 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 companies that really believe in in a city that's built together, just like the super meet. So yeah. I'm taking a lot of a lot of my experience with building up community through the Boston Creative Pro Use Group, through the Super Meet, through working with Michael and then really taken it to a different level in my life that I feel comfortable with uh, in Manchester. And it's, uh, it's really exciting. And like I said before, I'm also on the uh, rep uh, advisory board member on the film commission for the state. And uh, we're just doing a lot between media arts education and uh, filmmaking and nothing 
um, inspires me more than seeing good stories made by high school students that are full of diversity. It's just these wonderful experiences. They'll use an iPhone or they'll use a DSLR or whatnot, but the stories that these kids tell now are just as exciting and engaging as anything that we're going to put up on a stage show as a keynote. And hopefully someday, maybe we'll do like a, a youth-oriented super meet. Who yeah, knows? it would be you nice. Know? That's me. The students mean a lot to us, and we try our best to get them to come to these kinds of events. And it's, but it's not. It's hard. It's hard for them to you know get out and, and yeah. hang with a bunch of strangers. So. <laughs> it's hard for kids to get to Vegas too. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and that too. Yeah. Yeah. So we've we've been to maybe three or four conventions, you know, all over the world every year, and it seems to be a common thing that everyone's saying that the conventions are getting smaller; they're kind of dying off. Is that is that happening with NAB? Do you see a drop off in know. attendance? It's hard. Uh, to, it's hard hard to tell. And I don't know if they're lying about attendance when they say uh, uh, the the figures. I don't think they are. I think the biggest thing that I think both we and and the people that produce NAB is that I think they truly believe how important events like the super meet and the media motion ball and the outside activities are for the attendees who come and pay money to come and get and want to have a good time and want to learn something that how important these extracurricular activities are to the actual success yeah. of the show itself. Yeah. So, yeah. and I think over the years that's gotten better and better. And, you know, I don't know how many people are here. You, you listen to the cab, people talk and, you know, business is down or business is up, but, and I myself, unfortunately, have to leave the day after the super meet. So I, we typically stay through the end. And But, yeah, I, I think the biggest thing is just, you know, the the welcoming of the um, social activity that happens here. Yeah, it's. Uh, I don't think people come to NAB or any of those trade shows anymore to to learn what's new in the new camera. And they, they can stay home and look uh, on the Internet yeah, yeah. And, and get more information than what they could. But they come. To be able to touch it, to be able to talk to the person, meet that person right now, yep. that, that's why they come. Yeah. we. I mean, we've always met some of our favorite people at, yeah, absolutely. at, at the events at night. That's yeah. when you really, you know, get out there. And yeah, spe- yeah, especially the people that you respect, some of the people you've probably yeah. had on this, this podcast, and, you know, you're not going to meet them unless yeah. you come here to this show. Have you yeah. interviewed Philip Bloom yet? Uh, he is He's supposed to be on the, the show. Okay, yeah. Yeah, we'll yeah. There you go. Yeah. Tell him we say hi. We will do that. In fact, we need to email him, tell him to send out a blast. Because yeah. yeah. <laughs> he always does that for us. And it always results in a lot of ticket sales. So He's a good guy. I got I to gotta do that. So for you guys, who today is pushing the industry forward? Who's making stuff? Like, for example, Philip Bloomer. Who do you guys really respect? Companies or individuals? Either one. Either one, yeah. Who do you guys really look up to now? Because mm. um, I feel like for us, it's always changing, especially with photographers. Yeah, it's interesting. You know, the world of online, now we have access to so much new content, so many images, so many yeah. new pieces of motion. And in fact, I read a statistic a couple years ago um, that in the course of 365 days, a human could be exposed to 8.5 billion images. Holy that's Lord. how many images were. That's just, and that's just the still side of it. So, you know, the, the world of still in motion is changing with such rapid, with such a yeah. rapid pace. It's hard it's to It's also know. blending together with the like, cinemagraphs and Pixels, yeah, pixels yeah. And, and, uh, and the movement of images yeah. and whatnot. Yeah, tell my story. head just exploded. <laughs> I, think, I think, you know, look, don't look to the leaders. Look to the people who are like, you know, the, the people who take a f- camera into their hands for the first time and learn to use it and tell something. That's Those are the people that are pushing this industry forward, in my eyes. I mean, I you know, 
They are the people that are the in every community that are telling stories and push and trying something new. And maybe they learn it from us or they learn it from another, you know, event or being part of here. But, you know, uh, the leaders are the people that guide us uh, to do these things. And um, I really think it's important to keep things fresh, to to really look at what, and, you know, young individuals, individuals, people um, who don't who aren't in the limelight to see what they're doing. Yeah, I, you know, I uh, was talking about uh, cameras here. Uh, I'm, I'm not a shooter, but I, I would call myself an amateur uh, still photographer, and I'm a, I'm a good one. Uh, but I'm an amateur. I don't make my living at it, I, but I'm a fairly good one. But I shoot with an old Nikon D90. You know, it was a – bought it when, when – it's got that wobbly video kind of thing. The one thing I've learned uh, from from – from the shooters out there, it really doesn't matter yeah. what you're shooting it's with. Story, it is your your composition, your eye, that story that you tell with that that one little click of the uh, of the button. And I think that's where my talent is. Everything else is not. I could I can get a good picture with these crappy little cameras. Yeah, it's not really a crappy. It's got a you know I got a fairly decent lens, but. Uh, um, it's a crappy camera, Mike. Yeah, well, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I can t- I awesome. can take I can I can take it into you know Adobe Lightroom and fix it up. Like, well, we, we talk about this a lot. Our a lot of our instructors and and we talk about this with our students all the time. It's um, it's not about having the best piece yeah. of equipment. The best piece of equipment doesn't make you a good photographer, a good cinematographer. It's your ability to tell a story. It's your yeah. ability to understand light. It's your ability to understand composition and put all those things together in unison. The camera is just a vehicle to deliver it. And you can you can get a good image off of a crappy Polaroid or a yeah. crappy yeah. D90. Right. You can get a damn good image off of this thing I'm holding in front of me. This oh, is sort of like this is an amazing camera. Yeah, yeah these the camera iPhones. that's in your pocket. Is, yeah, is it's nuts. incredible. And plus, you're going to get those shots you would never get because it's, it's always pocket, handy right? yeah. it's in your yeah. pocket so it's so, great that we're talking about this because it's something that you know i grew up with and then just yeah so he's the camera guy but i just i like taking pictures and i'm, I'm pretty good actually, my twin it. brother is the better camera than i am <laughs> i'm more of a producer editor but uh yeah i mean we're, we've always had cameras in our hands growing up and uh and then again i've been very thankful to be on uh, canon's team of uh freelancers and working with them and canon understands they know not every time people are going to use Canon cameras, but, you know, they're the company, I think, that's really leading the effort to really um, understand the process of getting good images and and uh, and story. Uh, but we also have, you know, Blackmagic Design, all the, you know, I mean, there's so many, like yeah, you said, there's so many things. Yee Technologies come, has a, that fork. Okay, handheld uh, action camera. I'm interested in seeing what that yeah, does. Yeah, that we just saw it. I had, I've never even heard of the company yet. They're sponsoring us. That's <laughs> <laughs> cool. What, what do you get to do for Canon? What's your working relationship like with them? Uh, right now, it's uh, I'm not working NAB because I'm doing the super meet. Right. But, but I regular, always get invited. You know, in your regular life with, um, with with them, what do you get to do for Canon and with Canon? We are freelance. I'm a freelancer for Canon, so I'm not okay. full time. I, I work with them. I'll do anything from a, a small little job or a show to a big. You know, working at a station at the at the uh, NEB booth to uh, doing production for them. We've done production for them in the, in the past. We did a uh, digital imaging uh, CD-ROM back, God, it was maybe seven years ago, I think. We're always shooting different things for them. We're doing camera tests or just being a you know evangelist, if you will. Right. Uh, and uh, and that's my role. And uh, Canon's a huge company. And uh, the thing about Canon is if you 
you know, if you give of yourself, you know, they're never, they're always going to find ways to use you. And that's a good company you know, is like that. They find a way to, to keep people in the, on the team somehow to keep pushing forward. So, um, but yeah, I mean, I, I, you know, I, I think my full-time job is the super meat. <laughs> in, <laughs> sounds in the like a group. Yeah, it sounds well, like it is. It, it's takes a, it's just an enormous amount of work because there's always fire. I'm just, you know, putting out fires while I'm talking to you. But through <laughs> that, yeah. But through that, you know, we meet incredible people, everyone in the business. We've had an opportunity to have conversations with, sit down with, have them on the show, you know, product launches, world premieres at the super meets. Uh, I'll always remember when Craig Yanagi was with JVC doing the, uh, yeah. The, 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 at San camera. Francisco, yeah, that yeah. was amazing. <laughs> they brought in all the uh, the bigwigs from uh, uh, from Japan, Japan. Yeah. and that was nervous. We still use that picture <laughs> in our promotions. He's pointing the camera at the stage, and there's like thousands. There's like it looks like more than two thousand people. Yeah, in the he's audience. shooting the audience, and then the audience is on the big screen. They're all going like this. <laughs> yeah, that was when was when uh, great you know, shot digital uh, uh, when we were going tapeless and. Uh, and being able to work with QuickTime immediately in your workflow. Yeah. It was historic. So what advice do you guys have for the the filmmakers out there, whether they're editors or want to be producers or directors? Let's say they, they can't afford to go to school. They didn't go to school. Yeah. Like, how do they get their foot in, in the industry? How do they get their foot in the door? That's easy. You go to events like uh, like ours, uh, whether it be local user groups or the thing about like living in Los Angeles, there's something going on related to filmmaking every single night of the week somewhere. If Take advantage of those kinds of places where you get to meet people, go to film festivals and meet people, look at other people's work uh, and, and also work, work, work. Continue creating, you know, create content, put it up there. Uh, I really uh, think. And uh, commit to the fact that you have, uh, that you believe that you have talent and uh, and keep going until you just can't do it anymore because I, of financially. Yeah. that you I'd say not, don't try to be like someone else. Be yeah. yourself and foster your vision of who you want to be. Exactly. And be creative. Um, there's so many ways. Like I, I don't, I tend not to use the word artist. I tend to use the word creative person because that's more accepting a filmmaker everyone can be a filmmaker if you have a camera in your hands you know how to tell a story but it's really just learning you know you know visualize your what you who you want to be uh network get out there and look for opportunities to work with other people because decisive collaboration is a big key in how this industry works yeah, and do anything don't turn anything down yet right It'd especially nice if you're yeah <laughs> yes exactly Oh, there's a certain, certain absolutely etiquette and, uh, you know, communication yeah. ways to work. Don't be people. a dick. Absolutely. <laughs> two for, we're two for two on episodes of don't be a dick advice. <laughs> I know. Seems it, to be that the is, the, that is the cliche. I mean, yeah. don't be a dick. I mean, be somebody that, uh, you know, you'd be fun to hang out with because yeah. uh, you are collaborating. And if you're a dick, you know. Yeah. yeah. It's, uh, where, do, where do you want our audience to go to find out more information about you and the work that you guys do? Uh, well, you can find out about uh, us. Well, you can't really find out about us uh, you're off on the, the Super Meet. You can supermeet.com, S-U-P-E-R-M-E-E-T.com. Yeah, that about the supermeet. About us, you'll have to Google us, you know, and then you'll probably find out. A lot oh, about Mike, Mike and Dan? Yeah, like, yeah. just come cool. to the supermeet and you can meet with us and we'll exactly. say hello to you. If you buy me a drink, you would, uh, you would especially. I, I also encourage our audience to Google search Lieutenant Daniels. <laughs> ah, please. Yes, the young yeah. Lieutenant Daniels. Yeah. <laughs> if you're a Star Trek fan, you'd say. Okay. Terrific. Michael loves to give autographs. Yeah, I do. <laughs>
Well, guys, thank you so much. We appreciate you coming by. Uh, it was fun. Thanks a lot. Yeah. Thank yeah. you so much. Well, good question. I know it's a busy week, so thanks for carving right. out the time. Well, well come to the super meet if you have time. You know? Yeah, this is a great experience. It's it adds to what we're doing here. So thank you. Okay. Yeah, well, let's go win some stuff at the super meet. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. give away so much. Yeah, yeah. let's go win some. Wait, we're not barred from winning stuff, right? No. No. Yeah, all right. All right, that's cool. Jeez, my, 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 son, my son helps us sell tickets, and he still gets raffle tickets. <laughs> I mean, how how is anybody going to do that? Out cheap? Yeah. You know, somebody's picking the tickets, and it's if one of your friends wins. Yeah. We just don't. Yeah. We, we you know, can't we live yeah, that that vicariously suspect. through that. That would yeah. be suspect. Yeah, yeah. That's I so want to be involved with the raffle. And the winner raffle. of the Da Vinci Resolve panel is <laughs> Michael Horton. <laughs> and I'm not even a colorist. <laughs> Okay. Awesome. Well, thanks again, guys. And right, to thanks, download man. this episode and the entire season for free, you can go to rggedupodcast.com. You can also check us out at rggedu.com if you'd like to look into a little bit of education about film, uh, not filmmakers, photographers. <laughs> yeah, that well, too. You what we did? I forgot. I, bla- yeah. I think I blacked you out. Did. What happened? You had, a, you had a blackout moment. It's okay. <laughs> Welcome back. Finish up. <laughs> I think I just stroked a little bit. I stroked out. <laughs> you can also subscribe on SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher and Google. Thanks, guys. All right. Thank you. Good news. A man has just got a man has no name.com. So that is the start. This podcast is brought to you by Sekonic Light Meters. Using your camera's light meter can yield decent results, but nothing compares to working with a light meter. It will help you understand lighting so you can control it better. A meter ups your game big time, and Sekonic has a range of them to fit your needs and your budget. Head to Sekonic.com to see the tools that they offer.